You're listening to the Cyberwire Network, powered by N2K. And now, a message from Cyberbit. Mastering cybersecurity is like mastering a sport. You build muscle memory through rigorous practice. Then you train as a team to foster cohesion while operating under pressure. Like athletes, cybersecurity professionals thrive on hands-on simulation. But traditional courses, certifications, and open-source labs won't build you a winning team. You need Cyberbit. Cyberbit offers a hyper-realistic simulation environment for your SOC, IR, and C-suite to refine your skills. All using the market-leading SIMs, EDRs, firewalls, and WAFs they use every day. Cyberbit is offering CyberWire listeners a free live-fire exercise. Sign up your team now at cyberbit.com slash cyberwire. The BND may have been listening to the BBC, but not in a good way. Silence reports on snake wine, a curiously familiar vintage sniffed in Japanese networks. Singapore's military sustains a phishing campaign without sustaining apparent damage. Google discloses more unpatched Microsoft vulnerabilities, these in IE and Edge browsers. Criminals claim to have exploited CloudBleed, but the jury's still out. And watch your language around those networked stuffed animals. I'm Dave Bittner in Baltimore with your CyberWire summary for Tuesday, February 28, 2017. Spiegel reports that Germany's Foreign Intelligence Service, the Bundesnachrichtendienst, has since 1999 conducted surveillance operations against a number of news agencies, including Reuters, the BBC, and the New York Times. Spiegel says approximately 50 telephone, faxes, and email addresses were on the surveillance list, many of them apparently associated with the bureau in South or Central Asia. The story has stirred up the opposition in the Bundestag, reviving suspicion that the BND was engaged in some sort of unseemly espionage in cahoots with other services, like GCHQ or NSA. The alleged surveillance would have begun under Chancellor Merkel's predecessor, Social Democrat Gerhard Schröder, which suggests that surveillance is as much a center-left game as it is one for the center-right. In any event, it will be Angela Merkel answering the questions. Silence has found a threat group operating against business and government targets in Japan. They're tracking the campaign as snake wine, but the operation looks a great deal like APT28, also known as Sophocy, which of course became famous over the past year for its involvement in apparent attempts to either influence or discredit the U.S. elections. Snake wine has a lot in common with attacks attributed to Russian intelligence services particularly in its registration style, which Silence calls eerily similar. But in this instance, there's a degree of ambiguity, since some aspects of the campaign seem to be marked with China's spore, and even using some infrastructure that's made itself available to a number of actors, including the Republic of Korea's intelligence services. That's South Korea, not North Korea. The threat actors have adopted a variety of measures to baffle attribution. Their goal is a matter of speculation, but Silence thinks there's a good chance Snakewine is ultimately aimed at disinformation. The Snakewine campaign began in August 2016. So far, all of the attacks that have been detected appear to be the result of phishing members of the targeted organizations. So again, 
click with care. Personal data belonging to about 850 members of Singapore's military service have been stolen in an apparent attempt to penetrate that country's defense ministry. The theft was successful, but the penetration wasn't. Authorities in Singapore believe the culprit is some state actor, with most signs pointing in this case to China. As of March 1st, New York State will be the first to implement new cybersecurity regulations for financial services organizations. We checked in with Stephen Grossman from Bay Dynamics to find out what these regulations might mean. The intent of the regulations in the first place were really to get everybody in New York State that's within financial services at a common baseline for their cybersecurity, right? So establish a minimum standard so that uh, customers and and the community in general can have confidence from a cyber point of view that, that the Uh, institutions they're dealing with are operating in a secure manner and protecting their information and their transactions uh, to to the highest level possible. Can you give us some examples of of some of the new regulations that uh, caught your eye? You'll see things, for example, when it talks about having to do pen testing and vulnerability assessments, for example, it'll say uh, based on the risk assessment and actually one of the other things that it adds in, which I think is key, is continuous monitoring. What you see in many companies for many other kinds of regulations, PCI, for example, where they have a particular requirement that needs to be reported every quarter, you'll see companies going through a big scramble every quarter, um, trying to do scans and and assess vulnerabilities and dump things out to spreadsheets and and create reports and email them around and and try to make sure that that everybody is compliant um, at that point in the quarter so that they can have the, the satisfactory reporting done um, at that at the right time but then you know as you move move further past that reporting period uh, things tend to slack a little bit until the next reporting period uh, what they're what they're calling for here is the ability for continuous monitoring which means that you know each and every day of the week you should understand what your posture is and be remediating on a daily basis um, so that you know your, your quarterly reporting is, is really no big deal um, you know the other I think most significant thing of, of this regulation or aspect of this regulation uh, is the uh, the fact that it very much like Sarbanes Oxley 15 years ago, you know the last page of the regulation is asking for the CISO or or, or the um, executive officer of the corporation to sign on the dotted line if they're in compliance with the regulation, and that starts to put people's personal skin in the game, and, and that I think will will raise the level of accountability uh, by executives to to actually be paying closer attention to the fact that they really are compliant and not just checking the box on compliance, so to speak, um, you know, that that uh, differentiates this one from, from many of the other uh, regulations that we've seen. That's Steve Grossman from Bay Dynamics. Google has disclosed another set of unpatched vulnerabilities in Microsoft's Internet Explorer and Edge browsers. While Google's Project Zero has been reticent about the details, lest they render exploitation easy, it's believed the flaws could render users vulnerable to remote code execution. Google had earlier disclosed vulnerabilities Microsoft was thought to have been ready to patch two weeks ago. When Redmond omitted those from its monthly round of fixes, Google went public. Observers speculate that Microsoft will address both sets of vulnerabilities when it issues March's patches. The other troublesome issue uncovered by Google, Cloudflare's CloudBleed vulnerability, may be undergoing exploitation by at least one illicit Carter forum, CW2Finder, 
some of whose members have claimed to have obtained pay card credentials by using the bug. Those claims are currently unconfirmed, but warrant watching. We'll hear later from Johns Hopkins University's Joe Kerrigan about the extent of cloud bleed and what measures the prudent should adopt to protect themselves. Naked Security has kind words for both Google and Cloudflare in this matter. For all the anger the vulnerability prompted, the Sophos News Service argues that in fact the incident shows the system works. Google found it, told Cloudflare, which patched the problem and began notifying potential victims of their exposure. Some of the controversy surrounding the bug's discovery and disclosure center on the Google researchers' relatively quick public announcement, which some observers see as unfairly jamming Cloudflare. ESET patches its Mac antivirus. Users of ESET's products are urged to apply the fixes. And finally, in another report from the island of Misfit Toys, there are reports that Internet-connected stuffed animals from cloud pets come with privacy flaws that record and report conversations held in the toy's vicinity. Researcher Troy Hunt drew attention to the issue yesterday in his blog, Have I Been Pwned? According to Hunt, the manufacturer, Spiral Toys, left some 800,000 customer credentials exposed in a publicly accessible site. They'd contracted with Romanian company M-Ready for storage of the credentials, apparently emails and passwords, in a MongoDB database. Criminals are thought to have accessed the information several times in December and January. Also exposed were more than 2 million voice recordings of parents and children talking to or around their cloud pets. So remember, little pitchers have big ears, and so do their animal friends, and their animal friends' manufacturers, and their animal friends' manufacturers' third-party contractors, and so on, infinitum. Every day, your IAM tech debt grows. Your multi-generational services struggle to work together. Building an identity fabric can fix this. It makes all your identity tooling stronger and allows you to connect any app to any service you want to use with zero coding, zero maintenance, and zero app downtime. Strata's identity orchestration platform separates the identity logic from your applications so you can optimize existing IAM tools and manage them in a single control plane. Now, every vendor, standard, and architecture work together. In short, building your identity fabric means you can secure your non-standard apps, keep your complex access policies, retire outdated IDPs, and modernize in record time. So build your fabric with Strata Identity and get rid of tech debt for good. Visit strata.io slash cyberwire, share your identity priorities, and receive a pair of AirPods Pro. Offer valid for organizations over 5,000 employees. Connect today at strata.io slash cyberwire. And now a word from our sponsor, Sixth Sense. Sixth Sense provides award-winning cloud-based automated endpoint and vulnerability management solutions to streamline IT and security operations. With its advanced platform, businesses gain complete visibility and control over their infrastructure, reducing IT and security risks and optimizing operational efficiency. With Sixth Sense, you'll get real-time alerts, risk-based vulnerability prioritization and remediations, and an intuitive automation and orchestration engine so you can focus on your core business goals. 
confident in the knowledge that your enterprise is secure, compliant, and running smoothly. To learn why enterprises choose SixthSense, visit SixthSense.com. And I'm pleased to be joined once again by Joe Kerrigan. He's from the Johns Hopkins University Information Security Institute. Uh, Joe, security company Cloudflare had what we in the business call a bad day recently. Right. They're a, uh, they're a web hosting company. Yeah. And they're a big one. They handle about 10% of the Internet's web traffic. And recently they had a bug in their code that allowed information to be leaked. Uh, it was found by a researcher at Google. Uh, it's kind of an obscure bug. Yeah, they're calling it cloud bleed because it, it is reminiscent of the heart bleed vulnerability from a couple of years ago. The problem is a Boolean operator in the code, somebody used a greater than or equals to as opposed to an equals to, and that allowed more information to come out. I'm not sure of all the technical details, but it certainly seems like uh, something very similar to the heart bleed where you could ask for more characters than you said you wanted and it would just dump memory back to you in the response. Uh, and, you know, these Boolean operators in, in code, you, you can be reviewing the code and look at it and say, this should work just fine uh, because you're not considering the edge case where somebody is, is asking for more information than they should be asking for, and the, the program will give it to them. And, and so the, it'll make it through testing, and, it'll and make it through certainly testing. this, this system has been deployed for a while yep. before anyone noticed there was a problem. Yep, exactly. It'll make it through testing and code reviews just fine. It's interesting. I mean, you know, the other thing you and I talk about a lot are passwords. Right. And they're saying change your passwords. Yeah, the, um, uh, this is the host, uh, the host for companies like Uber and OkCupid and some other big names. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't be in a panic telling people to go out and change their passwords, but you certainly cannot hurt yourself right now by changing your password. You can never hurt yourself by changing a password. And if, if you follow my frequent advice of using a password manager, it's it's very easy to do. Right. right. Get yourself on a whatever schedule right. uh, to change those passwords. And then when you have an event like this, just go out and make sure you can change your passwords again. Joe Kerrigan, thanks for joining us. My pleasure, Dave. Are lengthy security reviews pulling attention away from your security program? With the largest network of trust centers, Vanta can help you streamline security reviews to win customer trust, save time, and close deals fast. Proactively demonstrate security by showcasing key resources like your SOC 2 or ISO 27001 and provide real-time evidence for passing controls. And when a security questionnaire is required, Vanta takes the first pass for you. Visit vanta.com slash cyber to take a self-serve tour. That's vanta.com slash cyber. And that's the CyberWire. We are proudly produced in Maryland by our talented team of editors and producers. I'm Dave Bittner. Thanks for listening. Now, a word from our sponsor, Zscaler, the leader in cloud security. Cyber attackers are using AI in creative ways to compromise users and breach organizations. In a security landscape where you must fight AI with AI, the best AI protection comes from having the best data. 
Zscaler has extended its zero-trust architecture with powerful AI engines that are trained and tuned by 500 trillion daily signals. Learn more about Zscaler Zero Trust plus AI to prevent ransomware and AI attacks. Experience your world secured. Visit zscaler.com slash zero trust AI. 